Hey, what's up? It's Royce Isaacs, one half of the West Coast Wrecking Crew, a member of Team Filthy, and you are watching Drinking at Moe's. Ah. All right, everybody, Ben Mo here. Wanted to take a little break to welcome the sponsor, Reaper Apparel. They want to encourage everybody to break the mold, live your best life, live your best self, just break out of that comfort zone. Use code DRINKIN when you go place your order to get 10% off. Some great quality stuff, great quality people. Glad to be a part of the team. Let's fucking go. All right, everybody, welcome to Dream the Mo's host, Big Mo here. Be sure, like, subscribe, comment on YouTube, even share because helps with the pain in the ass YouTube algorithm. We're on Apple, Google, Spotify, Anchor. Leave a review. Today I have with me member of Team Filthy, West Coast Wrecking Crew, Roy Isaacs. How you doing? I am wonderful. Uh, it's a very rainy day in Los Angeles, which is kind of rare, but uh, we've been getting shellacked with it lately. Otherwise, I'm good, man. I had a good lift today. been hanging out with my dog. It's been chill. Good deal. Yeah, I I have my, uh, my little experiences there with Southern California. I was stationed in San Diego, and the way it rains back here in Omaha, Nebraska, or anywhere in the Midwest, I think it rained that way maybe once in the entire three and a half years I was there. You're not wrong. The weather here is so nice that we're all spoiled. And anytime there's anything that's not just like sunny, beautiful weather, we're all like, oh, no. It's like what's weird is we'll get we'll get earthquakes in California and everyone's like, eh, whatever, because we're like used to that. But then it's like sprinkling rain and we don't get our sun and everyone's like, oh, I got to cancel all my plans. Can't do anything. It's miserable. Oh man, yeah. Nope. I've I've been there. I remember my I really only experienced two earthquakes during my time down there. One time I was actually on my ship and all of a sudden we could just feel an abnormal we're like, whoa. Yep. And the other time I was actually in my car sitting down and I saw somebody that a prankster from my ship that I was friends with coming up behind me. So I thought he was like on the back of my car, just jumping up and down, shaking it. But then I'm like, wait, he's not even anywhere around me now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're a little freaky until you get used to them. And then everyone just kind of ignores them. Oh yeah. No, if I can kind of like me with tornadoes here, I <clears throat> there's people that like they freak out at, there's a difference between tornado watch and tornado warning. Warning, you might want to get a little worried. Watch, it's like, eh, it could happen. Mm. So it's like, nah. Anyways, enough of the weather talk. <laughs> I, I have a way I like to start it off. I like to ask what got you started as a fan and then what got you started making the jump into wrestling? Yeah, I I mean, so I, I'm 33, about to be 34 now. And so, like, when I was a kid, it was Attitude Era. Like, so I was in the prime, like, wrestling was cool. 
so as a kid, me and my dad would watch wrestling. Um, and I think that was like a really, I don't know, those are, I mean, those are your formative years and all the, the best performers uh, and wrestlers are there. And so I got really, really hooked on wrestling uh, early in life. And um, I, there was always something a little bit in the back of my mind, like maybe I would be good at this, uh, this sport. Like I just thought there was something about it that appealed to me. Um, and so after, after college, I was kind of just out in the workforce doing my thing. I did all kinds. Of, I was like a personal trainer, a fitness manager at a Bally's for a while. I was uh, selling uh, retirement homes, uh, like a lot of sales jobs. And I was, I was doing really well at them, but I just, I felt like I was like missing something. Like mm. it wasn't, it just, I just wasn't fulfilled. And that's when the idea of wrestling kind of kept creeping into the back of my mind. And so I was like 25, about three years out of, out of college at that point. And I was like, mm. I want to give this a try. And I, I went to a local show in Denver, Colorado, mm. uh, back, back when I was, I was living in Denver at the time and, uh, they still run, it's called Lucha Libre and laughs. Uh, ah. I'll actually, I'll be there later this month. It's a really good show. Um, but after the show, I was just like, I need to get involved. Where do these people train? And the promoter, uh, was nice enough to point me in the right direction. So. That's awesome. I know uh, I had thought about getting in at a couple different times, but uh, one time I almost was putting the money in, but I ended up, stuff happened. Sure. And the promoter that actually ran the school and the promotion that I was going to go with because i thought maybe i could at least be a ref or a manager sure he he recently passed away just december 29th oh, and oh no yeah he was pretty big in the area he i mean earlier in his career he even ventured out to california and did uh, are you oh you're talking about jason strife that is that is the guy yep. yeah Hey, uh, rest in peace, Jason Strife. I um, I was on a few shows with him. I was familiar with him. I I wouldn't say like we were friends or we talked or that often or anything, but he's a guy that I was on actually quite a few shows with uh, earlier on in my career. I did some shows in, uh, he came to Denver a few times. Um, and I'm trying to think, I guess some NWL shows in Missouri, mm. a few others with him. So I, I oh, and yeah, and he, yeah, he came to, to Denver quite a bit yeah he was really good wrestler uh really really talented and uh obviously he's been going through a he had went through a lot of uh health issues over the last few years and it's really sad to see anyone lose their uh their life so young um because obviously he had a lot a lot of it ahead of him so rest in peace oh, that he did he was definitely something that I feel like I owe a lot to because you know chance meeting him in uh, California I ended up finding out about his promotion up here and ended up meeting most of my best friends that I have to this day so very thankful to him um when introducing you we had mentioned about Team Filthy and the West Coast Wrecking Crew how did those come about so uh Jarrell and I have been uh, Jarrell from the West Coast Wrecking Crew in case uh, someone's listening and not not familiar with the work, but 
Uh, Jarell and I have been teaming now for over five years. We were originally uh, put together by a promoter in Vegas and it just kind of clicked and worked. It was like just kind of a, a luck of the draw thing. Cause I think a lot of times uh, just odd pairings don't necessarily work, but we just happened mm-hmm. to have really similar outlooks on things. And uh, we lived close by each other. And so we're doing these drives and all of a sudden it's like, okay, like I, I like this dude. Like, this is like a friend. And then it's like, Oh, this is like a brother. And then it's like, yeah, this is, this is my guy. So uh, me and Jarrell best friends, like that's uh, that, that I think helps a lot with uh, mm. our tag team dynamic is it's actually like a legitimate, like we are, we're friends and brothers. And sometimes we argue over the text, like brothers and whatever too, but like, that's my dude to the end. He's been yeah. there for me on like some real life shit before and uh, vice versa. And, um, so we were originally given the name, the 1%, um, which I thought was, you know, it's a easy heel, bad guy starter. Like we're better than you type of thing. Um, and then it just seemed like, uh, for a a, a minute I was with the NWA and then I kind of had to do my own thing there where they, they separated us. And then once I was granted my release, I thought, okay, this is our time to rebrand. We can do something different and do something that's our own, that we own, and something that I think would fit us more. And so we were going back and forth and West Coast Wrecking Crew is what we came up with because I do think, um, you know, like we give kind of the vibes of like the old uh, Minnesota Wrecking Crew or Mm. Minnesota Stretching Crew or whatnot. Like we kind of have a similar vibe uh, along with a little bit of Steiner Brothers. Mm. And so it kind of just seemed like it fit us a lot better. So that's when we, we transitioned to that name. And then as far as Team Filthy, that was, that was just a thing that uh, we, we started working for New Japan Strong and we had a few strong uh, pun intended showings there. I think we were doing well, um, but I think we needed a little bit of something extra and Filthy Tom saw something in us and somehow the pairing just ended up working perfectly. Like Tom is one of my really close homies. I annoy him constantly. We're talking and he's laughing at what an idiot I am, but like, he's the man, he, he's helped me out a lot in the business and shown me a lot of different things. And, um, I, I legitimately, like, I really, really owe Tom, uh, a lot of really awesome, uh, things have happened to me because of him. And I think he just, yeah, he just saw something in our attitude uh, and our swagger. And then our last match before we joined team filthy was actually against, uh, limelight and Kratos who were already members of team filthy things got a little hairy at the end. Like it was going to go into a second, you know, fight brawl kind of thing. And then that's when uh, filthy Tom came out and was like, Hey, hold on. These guys are kind of cool. And things have been off to the races since like the, since joining team filthy has been my happiest, most successful part of my career. So I'm very grateful for that. That's awesome. And you mentioned, you know, having some strong showings there. I remember you posted recently about being a part of the best of 2022 for new, new Japan strong. Hey, that's a pretty big honor right there. Yeah. I, it, it means a lot to me. Uh, new Japan was always like a a huge, huge goal. Um, The second that I started getting into wrestling and getting into Japanese wrestling, I was like, 
that's that's a place that I that's where I want to go. That's my mm-hmm. my destination. And so, getting to work with New Japan um, uh, through Strong, you know, coming in at a, a strange time where there was no fans and we're doing this, uh, mm-hmm. you know, pre-taped wrestling with no 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 crowds, no reaction, and then getting to go through that to now like. We're having great crowds every time we have strong. I got to go over there for the G1 tour has been really cool. And then the top, the the cherry on top for this year was really cool because I mean, there's only on the episode, they only do three matches. They don't do some special, big, long extravaganza, 10 matches, this, that, whatever. There were only three matches selected. So that was a huge honor. Um, I think, you know, sometimes uh, not specifically not with New Japan, Sometimes in the wider world of wrestling, I do think that uh, Jarrell and I are a little bit slept on or underappreciated. And so it feels really good when the place that you work uh, and the place that you hold in the highest esteem mm-hmm. and respect so much uh, shows that appreciation back to you. So, yeah, man, thank, I appreciate you bringing it up. And if you either haven't seen the episode or are not familiar with my work, I would definitely recommend checking out the last episode of New Japan Strong. It's on YouTube for free if you want to check out the full thing and the entire episode front to back is amazing because it's the best of the year i think you'll really like it i hopefully you guys will appreciate the match or you don't and uh, t- uh tweet something mean to me you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah it happens either way but yeah no i'm definitely gonna be checking the best of episode out i was actually just speaking of new japan watching uh watching wrestle kingdom i didn't get to watch it live because working day shift and staying up for that would have been kind of iffy, but sure. Man, loving what I've seen. I think I left off before we started recording at the Zack Sabre Jr. Match. So looking forward to seeing that because pretty big fan of his. And also speaking of new Japan, I don't know many people that I can say have stood toe-to-toe with this guy. And I'm talking about Minoru Suzuki. And you had pretty banger of a match with him. And, I mean, when I saw that you were getting a match with Minoru Suzuki, I was like, oh, damn. I want to see this. Yeah, I was – it was an honor to me – especially getting to do it in Colorado where like that's, I, I live on the West coast. I've lived on the West coast uh, for over five years and I do, I love it out here. I'm part of the West coast wrecking group, but there is, I lived in Colorado for almost my entire life. And so that's, and that's also where I started wrestling originally. So getting to wrestle someone who's a legend like Minoru Suzuki in front of my hometown fans um and go toe to toe with him regardless of the outcome uh win win or lose it was like i don't know sometimes uh it's just about going out there doing your best and giving your all and like the um the futility of man the Hmm. uh (laughs) pushing your boulder up the hill because that's what you're supposed to do and uh he's uh he's a master in the ring for a reason uh Minoru Suzuki is he's he's an absolute artist and a master and a master of violence and I hope that I get the chance to uh wrestle him again someday I think I would have uh I would have learned from that experience and I would have even more 
you know, uh, even more success conceivably uh, <laughs> within the match. I don't know if I would beat him, but that's that's the kind of the thing is I would like to test my medal. To me, it matters more testing your medal, shooting for the biggest goal that you can. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. I would. I it was a huge honor, and if I also that's one that one's on YouTube. If anyone wants to uh, mm. to check that out, but uh, yeah, I, I would like to run that back sometime. I would definitely like to run that back. Th- that would definitely be interesting because I mean, you bring up a good point. You know, when it comes to testing your metal against guys like Minoru Suzuki, like another one of my favorites, Tomohiro Ishii, and getting in there against guys that are known as some of like the hardest hitting guys out there. And, you know, knowing that, Hey, I might not have won, but I gave every last damn bit of me in there. That's still a a bit of a, Oh, what do you, how do I want to put it? That's still a pretty big uh, air quotes win in my book. If, you know, you can go in there against them and just know that, hey, I gave every damn bit of me in there. And, hey, it didn't go with me getting the win. But, hey, I stood toe-to-toe with them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that was one thing I, you know, talking about Tomohiro Ishii, I just saw him in the New Japan uh, Russell Kingdom Rambo and I'm like oh man I always want to see how far he'll get in that but the thing that I like about him and Minoru Suzuki and I've mentioned this on the podcast a few times is I tend to gravitate towards those guys that just ooze that intensity you know you just look at them and I've described I've described Tomohiro Ishii like this that especially when you see him with like a belt, like the never open weight or whatever it might be. And you see him walk into the ring with it. He just has this look on him. Like you're going to have to damn near kill him to take that damn thing off of him. And, you know, the one thing that I'll give Minoru Suzuki over that is Minoru Suzuki just seems to have that look on him all the damn time. (laughs) Yeah, he sure does. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, I, I love getting to watch that match because after we talked about doing this, because I'm like, you're literally one of the first ones that I've been able to talk to that's actually stood toe to toe with them. And it was something that I knew I had to talk about in the episode. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And speaking of those two, I thought, I don't remember if it was, last year or the year before but when they had their last match on the AEW I thought that was one of the best matches of the year very mm. like very simple just violence hit hard who Kianes mm. Mas Macho like you know who's going to be left standing I thought that match was phenomenal oh yeah no and I just love it I think I think it might have been Tomohiro Ishii that like I've also told this story once or twice that you know, here in the States, you see somebody throw a headbutt and like, you can almost, I mean, for somebody that's watched as much wrestling as I have, you can almost tell that it's like, oh, you just came close enough to make it look like you hit them. 
But then one of the first times that I saw him in a Tomohiro Ishii match, it was like I literally heard the bone on bone just smack. And I'm like, ow. And it was just crazy. Yeah, wild. Wild violence for sure. Totally. I have two categories that I kind of do towards the end of the show. And one's a bit of a name game. And I figured we, I like to tailor it to the guests. So figured with some new Japan involvement we're and Wrestle Kingdom just happening, we'll do a little bit of a new Japan type uh, thing here where I go over some names. You give me your thoughts on them. Okay. Is this like a, I get like, I have to do it in one word or I like say a sentence or two sentence or two. Okay, cool. First one, and I got the names for this from, you know, when doing my research, I saw some pictures of posts of you in matches with these people. So first one, another person who's an absolute favorite of mine, Tama Tonga. He, uh, he is so athletic like you look at this guy and you go oh wow that's an athlete and then you are in there with him and you're like oh no 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 that's an athlete all capitals um <laughs> some of those like some of his like, speed and his counters and his uh, yeah he's a. Uh, I understand why he was able to win uh the never open weight championship at wrestle kingdom so congrats to him even though he's uh he's on the he's not on the on you know, team filthy aside at the moment, but uh, hey, Gorillas of Destiny and West Coast Wrecking Crew have to cross paths at some time, so. Oh, man, that's going to be an absolute, uh, to borrow something from good old JR, an absolute slobber knocker, I can already tell you, is I'm a big fan of tag team wrestling, and Gorillas of Destiny, one of my current favorites, so... Oh, that, that one, you you got me excited to see that one. <laughs> Next one, a guy that, uh, you know, Tomatonga and him have a little bit of history. Got kicked out by him. Jay White. Hey, uh, that is the leader of the Bullet Club. I got to give all respects because Team Filthy and Bullet Club, uh, while I don't know if we would say like allies, but we've worked together in the past and we've always been on good terms. So like, that's the, uh, I know he, uh, well, I don't know if I want to give away spoilers, but close your ears. If you don't want to hear, he obviously just uh, lost at Wrestle Kingdom, but that's still, I mean, that's the guy, you know, over the last few years, he's proven he is the guy. And I don't know, it's, uh, watching him in ring is, is always amazing. The, the things that he does, the, craft that he ta- the craft that he has is top level with anyone across the board anywhere oh that is without a doubt you know even in losing efforts like wrestle kingdom he still knows how to put on a hell of a damn show next one homicide homicide that dude's fucking crazy 
Uh, <laughs> I have to give him all the respect for being such a legend that's been around for so long. You know, he tried to fork me and uh, Jarrell and just kill us in New York. Uh, not a fan of that. But, you know, I, I think one thing that um, people from my generation and from now the generation that is on the come up now have to do is still give their flowers and do justice to the people that came before us. And mm. I don't know if there would be a Roy Isaacs if there wasn't a homicide. Uh, even if, you know, I would like to punch him in the face currently if I saw it. <laughs> he, he is one of those that uh, you definitely got to watch out for. I mentioned liking wrestlers that ooze that intensity when he, yeah. When that when that bell rings, he is definitely intensity. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Last but not least for this one, guy that I met, kind of mentioned a little bit, Zach Sabre Jr. Okay, well, first of all, uh, what a technical wizard. Uh, I think we all know how damn good he is the grappling side of things on the mat. Mm. So I don't think we need to like spend all of our time just respecting him. Me and Tommy, we will go to war with him. And especially now that he's TMDK. So I'm giving all the spoilers away, but you're asking about New Japan people. So it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, we've gone to war with TMDK already. We've gone to war with Zach when he was part of Suzuki-gun. I'm all the way down to go to war with Zach. Now that he's part of the TMDK, I hope that means that he's going to be stateside so I can say hello to him with my hand to his face. <laughs> um, you know, uh, all that uh, technical stuff's nice, but I, hey, I know, uh, I know how to roll around too. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that, you know, I have uh, the, uh, the striking edge on him. So he's a, yeah, he's a technical wonder, but uh, fuck you, Zach. <laughs> Now, gonna go on to. I used to call it the speed round, but to be honest, it never went that damn quick. So I just change it to a random question round. I have some questions that I always have on there. One of them, the ones that I lead off with, and the one that I end with. Other than that, I never really know what one I'm gonna put down until I'm putting down my notes. So, First one, the one I always like to lead off with because it leads to some entertaining stories. Craziest in-match moment. Craziest in-match moment. See, I'm bad at uh, like coming up with things on the fly like that where it's like, uh, like I'm sure there's something crazier, mm -hmm. but this just happens to be what's on the top of my head right now. Hey. Uh, my first, probably my first six months of wrestling, I was wrestling this guy that this like bar in golden Colorado and we're out there and uh, I gave him some kind of some strike to the midsection or something. He just rolls out and he starts crawling under the ring and I'm like, fuck's going on. So I, I roll out, I grab him by the leg and I'm pulling and pushing and I'm pulling and pushing. Cause I'm like, this guy trying to grab like a weapon is, am I like in the middle of like a fight where this guy's going to try to like, take advantage of me and like hit me with something what's going on <laughs> and finally he looks back and i see there's like a little bit of puke on his lips and i go oh shit and i just drop his leg and i roll back in the ring and i'm like all right ref i guess just count him out but the guy 
<laughs> I guess uh, he'd have a adult, adult beverage or two before the match, which I think is not a great idea before. Uh, it's a great yeah. idea if you're at leisure. It's a good idea if you're drinking at, drinking at Moe's. It's a bad idea if you're about to have an athletic competition. Because, um, yeah, he had the one hit to the gut, and he rolled out and got, oh, this is all coming up, ran under the, went under the ring and yacked his, his head off. Yeah, that that is a, a crazy one. I mean, those that uh, watching, you brought up Golden, Colorado. <laughs> how how topical is that? That's amazing. Yeah, that's one, one of my one of my favorites. I yeah, I had some left over from New Year's, so I was like, you know what, I need a beer right now. <laughs> yeah, but uh, next one and. This question, I'm sure that we kind of already talked about somebody that would definitely be high up on this list. Hardest hitter. And we won't go with Minoru Suzuki because I can imagine he would be damn near the top of the list, if not the top. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I'm sure that I'll forget someone and be like, oh, yeah, that guy hit the shit out of me. Uh, but off the top of my head, I would say Zeus from All Japan hits really hard. And uh, Brody King uh, hits real, real hard, too. Oh, I, I can imagine Brody King. I followed him a lot since, you know, Ring of Honor and now stuff he's doing in AEW with House of Black and yeah he was definitely one that i would definitely think would be on the top of anybody's list for that that is for sure next question favorite drink whether alcoholic or not or you can do one of both i'll do one of both um favorite alcoholic drink probably like a gin and tonic or a tom collins anymore uh, i'm in a gin phase obviously and uh non-alcoholic probably the prime hydration drink with the uh, the the red white and blue one that's like a mm. bang pop or whatever okay i know the one you're talking about yeah i i haven't seen it around too much but i do know of that brand at least yeah yeah, it's delicious. Either that or it'd be like an energy drink. Those are the only other like mm. drinks that I really have in the morning is like, I, don't, I just, I just got the rain tropical storm. I haven't tried it out yet, but like, I like rain, rain usually for morning, get my 300 milligrams of caffeine just directly uh, to my heart. <laughs> I, yep. And for me, this Coors Banquet, definitely that. And uh, I do enjoy one of my other favorites, Kona Big Wave, that or the Longboard, two of my absolute favorites. Non-alcoholic, I'm a bit of a Dr. Pepper fiend. My, my, wife says, my wife says that I have a problem. I say I have it all figured out. Only problem I have is if I don't have any. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. As far <laughs> as soft drinks, probably like Mountain Dew, Mountain Dew Baja Blast is where I'm Ooh, at. Oh, yep. No, that's a good one. Last but not least for this one, best advice for anybody wanting to get into wrestling? Um, I would say find a reputable school. 
that has good trainers that know what they're doing. Um, get yourself into decent shape. And I don't mean like you have to be a jacked body guy. I just mean like decent cardiovascular shape, decent, like if you should be able to do push-ups um, and that, you know, squats and any kind of like body weight exercises, at least like you don't have to be benching big weight or anything like that, but like being in some kind of physical shape uh, because it is an athletic endeavor. Um, but I would say those are like probably my two biggest pieces of advice and also just make sure as well as the physical health, make sure that um, mentally you're in a mm. state that like, you are, and, and if you have to work on that, if it's something where you need a little bit of uh, help, there's obviously never any shame in any of that, but wrestling is such a tough business mentally. And it still is like, I'm here, uh, you know, eight, almost nine years later. And there are still days where it's a big struggle for me. And there's things that I go through that are really tough. And I'm someone that I think I've, I've had a lot of success and am on a good path. It's wrestling business is tough. So make sure reputable school, get your physical right, get your mental right, and you should have success. Oh, yeah. No, but mental health is definitely an important thing. And with, like you mentioned, the wrestling business isn't all sunshines and rainbows all the dang time. So, you know, you got to make sure that you're, you know, able to handle that both physically and mentally. I recently did a special little part of the podcast i call my two cents on mental health because it was shortly after uh th that twitch that was the dj on the ellen show before right after he had uh, committed suicide and i mean it was only literally a few months maybe maybe a couple months from when uh, jason david frank had committed suicide and that one was a bit strange for me because a friend of mine had invited me to this meet and greet that uh jason david frank was actually doing here in omaha literally i think it was back in september and i literally have the signed funko pop of his that i have down in my basement right now and when i saw that i'm like holy crap i just met the guy so, you know, leading to, you know, mental health being very important because sometimes, you know, some people are a little bit better of masking it than others. So it's always good to make sure, you know, you're right, not just physically, but mentally as well. Absolutely. And, you know, you, you also brought up, you know, even if you're having an issue or struggling with one thing or a few here there nothing wrong with you know being like hey i got this going on i'm just needing to vent or get it off my chest or just talk to somebody about it nothing wrong with that at all never no it's it's always better to have more help and make sure with something like that because mental health is something that we all have to make sure that we have in line and that we work on for the rest of our lives because it's always going to be it's all it's it's a thing for everyone that everyone has to take care of and uh yeah yeah no definitely well that is about all i have i want to one 
thank you for taking the time to talk to me tonight. And two, where can people find you social media wise? So if they don't have their eyes on you already, they can get them there. Yeah, Royce Isaacs on at Royce Isaacs on Twitter, at Royce Isaacs on uh, Instagram. Actually, my I think my at is still that. I don't know. But if you search Royce Isaacs, I'll definitely come up. Um, and uh, yeah, if you were intrigued, I would say check out some of my uh, like recent uh, matches that are on YouTube, either West Coast Wrecking Crew or uh, a Royce Isaacs versus Minoru Suzuki or one of my other singles matches. And if you like New Japan and you haven't checked out Strong yet, definitely check out New Japan Strong because I think we have an insanely loaded roster, people that are really working hard and putting together some uh, some A1 matches, you know, just some crazy physical fights. And um, yeah, I can't say enough good things about Strong. So so check us out. De- definitely will. I know I watch as much as I can of it because, like you said, got a damn good roster of talent there yeah yeah absolutely. well once again thank you for taking the time to talk to me tonight and uh best of luck with the west coast wrecking crew and team filthy hey thanks so much big mo it was uh thanks for having me on and we'll have to do it again sometime definitely you're welcome back anytime Oops.